Hello there! This show contains material which a truly free society would neither fear nor suppress. The language and concepts contained herein will not cause eternal torment in the place where the guy with the horns and pointed stick conducts his business. do it wow we're back to quote those other guys <laughs> i'm not gonna say it it's free advertising you just can't afford that's right we just don't have that kind of funds in the kitty kitty carlisle yeah actually isn't she one of those b stars that used to be on like beat the clock or something uh to tell the truth <laughs> that's right it was to tell the truth whoa hey we've got a studio audience today we'd like to welcome all of them silence <laughs> very good so this is actually official show number 0002. 1117, That's which right. I think is a prime. We've actually done three performances, but this is show number two. Go figure. It's the new math. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, we have some numbers. Numbers. Numbers are good. Numbers. Ratings. Yeah. So now we can actually start charging lots of money. Yeah. I'm looking at a graph here um, from our, our podcast feed. Um, thank you, iTunes. Uh, we're, we're this tiny little podcast, but we've actually got an audience. I thought that 18 subscribers was great. I was getting excited about that. Looking at the numbers right now, we have 128 subscribers on our first show. Right. And where'd that number go? I don't know. What did you do with it? There it is. We have 429 total subscribers. I think that's amazing. I'm totally blown away by that because, again, we've done nothing in the way of advertising. That that big podcast guy hasn't played any of our promos yet. Which he refuses. Was, and it's a, such a cool promo. We we uh, we spent a lot of time on it, all of at least 10 minutes writing it and, and, <laughs> and producing it. But it came out pretty good, and yet, you know, no one's gotten to hear it yet. But that's fine. Yeah. But with those numbers, um, we've actually got an audience, and, and they're giving us some feedback. We do have feedback. Yeah. Um, our first feedback, it... Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we're going to get the sound cues worked out, but... Uh, somebody fell asleep. <laughs> we, our, first, uh, our first bit of feedback, we have three today, and um, one of them, at least one of them, actually two of them are international because this is our, our, our favorite listener from Canada. Once again... Take off. Getting in on the Mr. Spock, Dr. Spock, Leonard Nimoy vegetarian debate. And it's John, never it's, it's really not. John had asked the question, uh, we, we were wondering about Dr. Spock being a vegetarian, or Mr. Spock being a vegetarian, and then he said Dr. Spock. Well, it turned out that Dr. Spock was pretty much a vegetarian a lot of his life, which raised the question about Leonard Nimoy. And it turns out that, uh, our, our, our listener from, uh, our listener from Canada sent us, sent us an email with a list of a variety of, uh, celebrity vegetarians and Leonard Nimoy is on it and, and a bunch of other people that don't really matter, but you know, Mary Tyler Moore. Can Mark, we trust this source? Mark Twain. I can trust, uh, our listener from Canada. I just don't know if we can trust her source. And there's apparently something on here also about your voice also being sexy because I had implied that she said my voice was sexy, but I actually made all that up. She didn't say that at all. I was just trying to make everyone jealous. You know, until you sent me this letter, I thought that, that she'd actually written that. No, no, she never did. I was just having fun with it. And uh, actually, to tell the truth, this this uh, 
listener from Canada is uh, is a friend of mine for uh, going on two or three years now, and uh, she's uh, interested in the the things uh, we do. And she she's actually left me an email when was disappointed that the podcast wasn't online at the appointed time on Monday night. You know, she was <sighs> she was sure to tell me where's the podcast and. I had to apologize and tell her we're going to do it today, which we're doing now. It's actually Tuesday when we're, we're recording this one instead of Sunday. And uh, some other actual famous vegetarians on this list that surprised me were like Leonardo da Vinci and Charles Darwin, Socrates, Plato, Sir Isaac Newton. How about that? You Steve know? Vai. Steve Vai, <laughs> uh, guitarist extraordinaire, former, uh, member of the, former member of the Frank Zappa band. Peter Gabriel, Alec Baldwin, you know, uh, Woody Harrelson. Hey, Chelsea Clinton. Yay, yay, yay. She also found Miguel's guitar music on the last show beautiful. She uh, really enjoys the idea that we're going to be playing music. And... Uh, that supports us. Supports us 100%. Our next international piece of uh, feedback comes from Belgium, actually. And I actually don't know how this is pronounced. Bruges, Belgium, B-R-U-G-E-S. And, I'm uh, sure that's wrong. Max from Belgium says, Hi, guys. Just wanted to drop a line to say that I really enjoyed your first show. I have to admit that I stayed up till 2 a.m. last night to hear it completely. I got home from the cafe around midnight and couldn't sleep. I thought... Hmm. Let's listen to these so-called bloodthirsty veggies for a few minutes, and he ended up listening to the whole show. Very entertaining, he says. I really loved Miguel Pico's music and the Dr. Mr. Spock story. Guys, keep up the good work. Cheers. Max from Belgium. And we have uh, another piece of feedback that came today. Actually, right before I uh, drove to John's, I checked email, and there it was. There was a new piece of feedback. From Jared, hi there, I just subscribed to your show, I love the name, I've often referred to myself as a bloodthirsty vegetarian to explain my stint in the U.S. Army as a practicing lacto-veg. Anyway, I'm going to listen with bated breath to your new show. Well, Jared, we hope you like the show, and uh, we'll continue to listen, and hopefully uh, if you have any more feedback, you're certainly welcome to send it, and we can uh, uh, look forward to, uh, maybe you could spread the word, and you could get uh, get us a few more listeners while you're at it, why not? Yeah, remember, feedback at bloodyveg.com. So that's all three of those. Next item up for bids. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> what are we talking about next? You... No, I've got some music. No. So, yeah. More pod safe music. I like that. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, this is, this is from a uh, group called Thursday Group. Uh, I don't think that they're together anymore, but I was, um, I was digging around for some pod safe music, and they're on the Magnitunes label. Yeah, we sort of like the idea of the business model that Magnitunes uh, uses. And, uh, yeah, I think we... their tagline is, we're not evil. Yeah, and uh, which is Google's tagline too. I think "Don't be evil," but we like the idea of pod safe music and their their um, their whole entire business model and in the, in the way they go about uh, signing bands and uh, uh, royalty payments and things like that. It's pretty interesting. It's a model that I I might be interested in emulating if I ever get around to starting up my own record label. That would be cool. But here they are. This is Thursday Group with Doing the Clown.
Thank you. Thank you. Wow. That was pretty cool. These sound effects are like giving a kid a whistle. You know, he'll just use it all the time. It's a dangerous thing. What's that? They love us. They really do. Well, that was really cool. That was sort of a modern fusion-y kind of jazz thing that I really like. I hadn't heard that tune before, by the way, and I I really enjoyed that. John had selected these particular pieces for today's show, kind of like I selected the classical guitar piece for uh, our last show. So it came as a surprise to him. The next one's going to be geared towards annoying you as much as possible. (laughs) Wow. Well, we'll we'll look forward to that. I have something to talk about. I'm a big uh, a big cycling fan. I John and I actually used to ride bikes together years ago, and then he sort of got a life, and I uh, continued to not have a life and have the time to actually still get on a trainer in the winter and uh, ride my bike in the summer. So I got a life and a belly now. <laughs> yeah, he does. And uh, John, by the way, is actually an ex-smoker. So he was uh, he was a uh, recovering smoker and riding the bike, and we used to go out and make him suffer quite a bit, hawking up those big black loogies. <laughs> yeah, but we're talking about 13, 14 years ago. Oh, you don't look a day over 50. I can't explain any of that. (laughs) So it is Tour de France time. It is July. Lance Armstrong going for his seventh consecutive Tour de France. And uh, I can't say I've been following it as closely as I normally uh, do and have. But uh, I was really disappointed in the Discovery team, formerly uh, the U.S. Postal team. The other day, they were very disorganized. They left Lance alone on a lot of the climbs. And uh, the team just didn't look like the, the most powerful cycling team in the world, which they probably are right now. But today, they the power team kind of showed up, and uh, his team was around him on all the climbs. And Lance ended up actually coming in second in today's stage, retaking the yellow jersey. And uh, He's a monster. <clears throat> he's an animal. He can climb like nobody. He can time trial. The guy's just so fit. You know, and it was a joy. You know, it was fun to watch. And uh, he uh, he recaptured the yellow, which he had and then lost for two or three days. And now he has it again and hopefully will continue to have throughout the rest of the tour. And, uh, you know, still there's still a lot of mountains left and there, anything can happen. And hopefully nobody will crash and everybody will finish safely. But uh, here's wishing Lance uh, good luck in his last Tour de France because he will retire officially after this particular race. Yeah, it's 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 really crazy. How old is he? He's like 34? 33 or 34. 33, 34. Yeah. Jeez. Makes me feel old. Yeah. Well, he, he's he's got the gifts. You know, I mean, he's, of course, uh, had the whole cancer thing and, and managed to survive that. And it's interesting because I remember driving around the day that his cancer was announced and it came on the radio when I was driving somewhere. My friend Lisa and I were driving around and, and they talked about the cancer having spread to his uh, his lymph nodes and his brain. And Yeah, it got out of hand. I, I was like... Oh my God, this guy's going to die. And he's that a- was my reaction too. I, 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 I mean, I wasn't wishing it, but I was just like thinking, my God, nobody can survive cancer that has spread, you know, so much. And look what he's done. I mean, it's, his genetics must be pretty interesting because they've given him the gifts to be one of the greatest endurance athletes of all time, but they also gave him a propensity to cancer and perhaps the constitution to fight it at the same time. Oh, definitely. He, he definitely survived cancer because of his strength before he got cancer. Do you read his book? It's not about the bike. Um, I know about the book. I didn't read it. No, oh, well, it's very good. It's 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 about his 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 recovery process and the cancer thing. It's it's not about cycling at all, really. It's a really good read because he talks about uh, the process and the, the chemo that he went through was was unbelievable. And there's of course a variety of pictures of him uh, suffering. Really, I mean, you know, through those rounds of chemo, it was pretty brutal. But anyway, what's next? I'm Mr. Segway, yellow jersey, and I've got some wine. Wow. Yeah. And it's a bad pun. The wine is really based on a, an, an awful pun. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the wine is called Yellow Cab. It's from uh, Glenora. And I picked this up um, over the 4th of July weekend, uh, driving through the wine country of New York. Believe it or not, there's a wine country in New York. 
Um, there is. And I can actually talk a little bit about that in our next piece, which is uh, my travels. <laughs> travels with Rich. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, it's cool because we went down to um, Watkins Glen State Park and you may have heard of Watkins Glen because of the raceway, but they also have a, a beautiful state park with uh, these cool waterfalls and rock formations. It's took, beautiful. Yeah. I took the kids down there, um, spent the day and picked up some wine. This is, um, yeah, I said it was yellow cab. It's funny because on the label, there's a picture of a cab. Like uh, as in taxi cab. Taxi cab. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they call it yellow, but um, it's probably because it's a Cabernet. But I'm going to pop this thing open, and uh, while I'm doing that, Rich can talk about his travels. Well, I recently, um, I spent a week in North Carolina. I, I talked about it a bit, actually, on the last show, because um, it all it all relates to the classical guitar player, Miguel Pico, that we played last time. I became very good friends with his family and his uh his beautiful children, wife, and his lovely sister-in-law, and I have become uh, a little closer. I was invited down there to North Carolina and spent some spent some time with them and, and had a great time. And I can sort of segue into the whole uh, New York State wine region because we went to the uh, Biltmore Estate, which is like the Vanderbilt <clears throat> property, you know, where the uh, the multi-millionaires used to live. This is like the United States' largest house. And wait, in any case... Wait for it. Wait for it. Ah, they have a winery there. And um, there were some people ahead of us in the the line to go on tour and there are, there are a bunch of posters and whatnot advertising that the many of the Biltmore State wines are award-winning, including at the uh, various Finger Lakes wine tasting competition. So someone in the line ahead of me said, well, where the heck are the Finger Lakes? And they were from California, apparently. And since I'm from New York, I could uh, tell them that the Finger Lakes are in the south uh, southwestern part of New York, and that is New York State's wine region. There are some wineries on Long Island as well. But... um. Yeah, it was an interesting trip, and uh, you know we really enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't, I don't really have um, wine glasses tonight, so we're drinking this out of jugs. Oh, delicious, dry. I like it. Picked up another bottle. We'll probably have that next time. No, I actually brought a Biltmore. I have a Biltmore for next time. Ah, good. I brought a. Good. I brought a cab from the Biltmore. Um, Traveling is, of course, a challenge for me because uh, I have my food allergy thing. So going out is often difficult. And um, I often bring a lot of food, which I did, and the airlines charged me for a, a heavy bag because I brought food. <laughs> uh, I'm going to yell at them about that, but that's They the, charge you <laughs> for bringing your own food? Well, because my bag exceeded 50 pounds. Wait a minute. They charge you for meals now on the flight, and now they're going to charge you to bring your own food. Well, yeah, crazy. and it's, it, it is crazy because I sort of had a food allergy. I'm wondering if I can, like, get my money back with the, like, Person with Disabilities Act by claiming that, you know, because I sort <sighs> of have to bring food. But um, You're old, too. You can probably get something in there. John had asked me if I had any interesting meals when I was down there, and I actually found that my diet was a little more varied down there because um, I get in habits. You know, I'm a creature of habit, so often I'll eat the same things all the time. But, uh, you know, they took me out to eat a few times, and I took them out to eat, and which is, of course, a challenge. But as long as I talk to the waitresses and the cooks and the chefs, I can usually get a, a gluten-free meal and um, survive. And uh, But they ended up cooking for me, and uh, I actually had a lot of interesting things. I've always wanted to try plantains, for example. Uh, I uh, We went out and did sort of the picnic thing, and they grilled some plantains and grilled some sweet corn and uh, grilled a variety of you know vegetable things for me. Did they season the plantains <clears throat> or anything? Um, I think we put pepper on everything. They know I'm a big pepper <laughs> fan. So they were actually very sweet. They were particularly ripe, and when he grilled them, it sort of caramelized everything, mm -hmm. and they were, they, were, they were pretty good. I've never had plantains before, and for those of you who aren't aware, it's a cousin to the banana. Is it a little more starchy? Don't remember. I'm, I'm never, I, <laughs> sorry I don't to, think sorry so. Sorry to grill you, Rich. <laughs> Get it? Uh, puns, segues. Oh, that's cool. 
Yeah, it was cool. a fun trip, and uh, a, a, a lot of interesting things happened because uh, the woman I went to see is uh, actually a resident of Bogota, Colombia, and so now we've become friends, and we have this language barrier and distance barrier to overcome. So I have an interesting uh, year ahead of me in trying to <laughs> overcome these challenges. But hopefully, uh, Miguel, you will listen to the show, and uh, I certainly invited you to do it, and uh, I really enjoyed my, my stay with you. Thank you very much. And Rocio, if you're listening, we'll talk soon. Excellent, excellent. Well, I think we've got some more time we here. We do. Yeah, so um, there's actually a second tune that I want to play from Thursday Group. Um, the reason why I want to play it is because everyone who's familiar with podcasting and has listened to um, one of the more popular podcasts out there, IT Conversations, you've probably heard this. Um, it was it was crazy. I was, I was digging through some of these uh, PodSafe tunes, and I came across this, and I said, wait a minute, I know this. Um, and I figured everyone else out there would like to hear it too, because... Uh, we never get to hear the whole thing. Uh, here it is. Thursday group. Turtle spin.
Thanks, guys. That was really cool. Actually, they remind me very much of a, a band whose name I can't remember from Columbus. I actually recorded a band that sounded very much like that and had a similar style, and I, I enjoyed those guys, and I enjoyed these guys. Yeah, I just wanted to play that because uh, I think the the center part of that song was, was uh, a lot stronger than the intro. Maybe it's because I've heard the intro seven or 800 times from IT conversations. So this is actually their theme song. Yeah, they, they play that, uh, well, not in every single segment, but most of their segments they play it. Maybe one of these days we can actually play in its entirety our theme song, Hyperbole, from my friend Jeremy, so they can actually hear the whole song. Believe it or not, folks, it has lyrics. <laughs> Maybe one of our shows will be the theme song theme. That actually could be a uh, could be a great show theme. We've um, we're actually getting close to uh, ending this show. We we usually do it about a half hour. We had some some involved subject matter we were going to talk about but it's probably something we should say for the next show only because it probably will take time and it'll yeah. be very complicated and it's about world peace exactly very complicated very involved um one thing we haven't mentioned before is that i mean we've mentioned a lot of things that we have a blog and that i write silly comedy pieces and, and all this cool stuff but um and john's sexy and john's got a very sexy voice and uh, there's a woman from canada waiting with a sledgehammer but um <laughs> we uh we if you like the show and you really want to support us, we have a PayPal button on our blog. Yeah, this is, this is where we get on our knees and say, please pay us. And we actually have gotten one donation. We have gotten a $5 donation from a uh, an avid listener. Leo, thank you very much uh, for, for your kindness. But, I mean... That money's already spent. We did. The wine alone. <laughs> we, we've decanted two bottles in the last two shows, and that certainly exceeds $5. <laughs> That's right. Mm. So, yeah, if, I mean, if you were feeling generous and wanted to throw a couple of dollars our way or whatever currency uh, you're using in your particular country, I guess the euro for our friends in Belgium. Yeah, give us some euros. They're worth more than the dollar right now. So, you know, we would appreciate that. We we actually had a, an expense. This this show is costing us money. You know, we I bought a few pieces of gear for the show. You know, John spent some money on hosting and a variety of other things and uh, everything else we've just begged. Yeah. Begged, <laughs> borrowed, or stolen. Yeah, but yeah, we're not we're not really going to be begging much more because we enjoy doing this. We get something out of it more than uh, pay. Yeah, I, I've enjoyed the whole creative process of doing the show. Initially, I thought John was crazy. You know, he wanted me to do a <laughs> podcast, and then it started slowly growing on me. Well, why don't we do one together? And now look what's happened. We've we've gotten at least four hundred and thirty-two subscribers or something. <laughs> We probably have one more after this show. Yeah, they hadn't updated that particular uh, that particular uh, set of stats since like three o'clock today, and uh, uh, hopefully, uh, I, I've noticed it's been growing by about twenty a day. I've been yeah. checking it morning, noon on my lunch at work <laughs> and at night. I mean, why not? You know, obsessing. No, I'm no, just. Curious. I am. I'm curious. Well, you are fine, <laughs> yeah. Mister, but Mister Man, but um. It's fun to watch it grow. I've actually got a graph. I've plotted it. And uh, <laughs> no, I really haven't done that. But He's got newspaper clippings all on his wall. <laughs> I do. Photographs of yeah. them in their house. The yeah. whole nine yards. He carries Catcher in the Rye with him. <laughs> Uh-oh. I think that signals the end. Actually, as I said to my friend Rocio at the airport, it's really not the end at all, but a beginning. What did the carpenters say? Uh, you mean the vocal group? Yeah, uh, I have We've no idea. We've only just begun. We've only just begun, that's right. To live. Yeah, that music was actually played at one of my brother's weddings instead of the... Um, instead, I know that sounds really weird. One of my, not one <laughs> wedding of one of my brothers, but I have many brothers in one of their weddings. Uh, he really loved the Carpenters in the 70s, so he played, uh, instead of the traditional wedding march, he played, I don't remember what Carpenters song, but he was a huge Carpenters fan. So, Carpenters, Karen Carpenter, we miss you. You had a very sweet voice. That's a wrap. 
you want to get in touch with us, again, it's feedback at bloodyveg.com. Check out our blog at www.bloodyveg.com. And if you've got any show stories or suggestions, it's stories at bloodyveg.com. Yeah. So we'll see you next time. And remember, you're listening to V.I.B.